good fee transparency is always a good business. Making sure that anybody that, that's working with you knows how the fees have been calculated, knows what they're being charged for, has a good report, a good statement that has all of that data on it. That's, that's just good business. Seth Johnson started his current company because he recognized the need for software to help advisory firms better manage their revenue. In this episode, he shares some of the trends that are pressuring the traditional AOM pricing models. Welcome back, and I'm glad you're here for another episode of the Wealth Management Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Eskowitz, and I'm bringing you new ideas from people who are on the leading edge of technology and innovation in our industry. I run a research and consulting firm called Ezra Group. We help broker-dealers, banks, and asset managers make better technology decisions. And I'd like to remind you to hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss any future episodes. That would be terrible. So are you ready for this episode to start? Here we go. And I'd like to welcome my guest for this episode, Seth Johnson, co-founder and CEO of Ready2 Technologies. Hey there, Seth. Hello, Craig. Thanks for having me on. So glad you're here. I mean, we can't seem to stop running into each other. The, the conference circuit and business the way it is, it's uh, just been like a couple of weeks where we seem to be in the same place. That's right. It's been uh, good to see you as frequently as I've, I've been seeing you recently. Oh. That's so nice of you to say that, Seth. I was going to say the same thing about you. So, uh, what are we talking about here? I was uh, some of the things we were, were uh, some of the news going on is really interesting and and right up the your alley. So, before we jump into the news um, and some of the things we're going to talk about, just give us a quick like thirty second elevator pitch on Ready to. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Ready2 Technologies is a leading provider of hosted fee billing and revenue management solutions. We actually focus in three different industry segments across the financial services industry. We have a product revenue manager for institutional asset managers, so they can do their client billing, their accruals, and their collections. We also have a solution wealth manager that's uh, catered to the wealth management TAMP broker-dealer uh, market, and that allows uh, a wealth manager to calculate multiple fees, platform fees, asset-based fees uh, across the board for their different uh, intermediaries within the wealth management value chain. And we also came out uh, most recently with Billfin, which is a cloud-based billing utility for financial advisors. And we've got uh, almost 500 advisor firms on that uh, solution today. That's excellent. I mean, there's so much going on in the advisor world and, and having multiple products that you can sell to different categories probably makes it much easier for these clients to pick which product they want to use. Yeah, it's a, it's a real differentiator for our firm. What we found is that when you go into a situation where an asset management company or a, a wealth management firm needs a billing system to improve their back office operations because the dynamics in the industry continue to change. Um, when you go in with a solution that just fits their specific business case, uh, the sales process is, it goes much more smooth and the, uh, the win rate, it continues to increase for us as we, as we uh, cater our, our pitch and our product sell to the, uh, the, 
the appropriate end users. And with having multiple products, it gives you, you're not just on the asset manager side, you're not just on the sponsor side, you're not just on the RIA side, you see all of them. So it gives you a unique um, view of the industry. So that's why I wanted to talk to you and ask you some of these questions. So one of the biggest stories in the news is zero fee commissions that's been you know, sort of sweeping the industry. And one of the things we were discussing was how it's going to impact custodians. So what, what's your take on how custodians are going to respond and how their revenue and, and business model are going to be changing with zero trading, zero ticket charges, basically, right? Yeah, that's right. I was actually at the eMoney Summit uh, in mid-October. This was about three or four days after Abby Johnson had, had announced that uh, Fidelity was going to, to zero fee commissions. And uh, what a... What a what an evolving time in the industry to see these these changes take place. So, what does that mean for our business, and and uh, how are we going to um, evolve our company to to prepare for that? What we see is that there is a potential that these RIAs who have been parking their assets that uh, that they've been managing on behalf of their clients that they've been able to uh, to put as as, men, as much money into the custodians, uh, into, into their accounts and without being charged any fees on that because the revenue was being generated from these trades. So it's going to be interesting to see how the custodians are going to, going to evolve to, uh, to, to continue providing a high level of service, um, but yet in the wind of, of losing hundreds of millions of dollars of, of revenue. So is there a situation where TD or Schwab would start charging their RAA client base a custody fee um, based on assets for their, uh, you know, to, to, to offset that loss? Um, the RAs are sure hoping that that's not what happens, but, uh, you know, we could see that. We, we, we service uh, some large custodians right now that are using our, our, our billing system. And it's fair to say that we, we don't service the, the trade commissions. You know, that's, uh, you know, th that's not really the, the, the core of, of, uh, of our product set. We, we're experts in asset-based billing. And so it could, it could be interesting to see if the custodians come knocking on our door to say, hey, we've now just started charging all of our RIAs a, uh, a, a asset-based fee, and we need a, a billing system to start collecting our, our revenues from the, from the RIAs. Now, some also say that they're, they're just going to come to the RIA client base with the value-added services, um, additional value-added services that they would be able to get an upcharge for bringing more tools to, to market. And what we're seeing is that they do want to bring more utilities, more, more um, solutions that the RIA can use for a personalized experience for their end investor. Um, and so they may they may be upcharging for some of uh, of, of those new tools that they that they present to them. Yeah, there's there's so many more ways that RIAs could bill now. And, and do do you think that it's it could be in in one sense uh, freeing for RIAs if we're talking just that sector that in the in the past if you're an RIA you charged assets to your clients an asset based fee that was it there's no other option. Yeah. Now with the subscription model and you know uh, ticket charges going away that there it could open up these different pricing models for RIAs they could charge upon 
how what oh, like one percent of income I heard Michael Keats is uh, talking about, or on an hourly fees, or, or these other different ways to charge. That's exactly right. Yeah, what we're seeing, especially within the uh, the, the the clientele that we're we're uh, working with on the Billfin product that's specifically designed for an RIA firm, we've got nearly five hundred uh, RIAs. Uh, that are licensing that solution now. Um, and they are coming to us and we're having a lot of dialogue with them in regards to the different fee types that they that they need and they want to charge. And so it just, like you said, it's it's not just the asset-based fee that they're, that they're looking to, to, to pass on to their end clients. They're talking about how can we use a, a subscription model? How can we uh, enter in a fee that's by the hour? How can we uh, enter in a, a fee that we could maybe assess even on their net worth? And so with the flexibility of Billfin, of course, they can, you know, we can handle that. Um, but, uh, the, you know, what, what we find is that when there's a billing system that, that houses all of your revenue data, you know, whether it be for an RIA, whether it be for a TAMP, whether it be for an asset manager, um, that system, now that it holds all of the revenue data, um, now becomes a business decision-making driver where you can um, you can have a view into your revenues or historically current even even forecast uh, to basically make some decisions as to how you want to run your business and that's uh, that's 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 something that uh, we've seen and we've actually worked with some of our clients to to give them uh, a view into data even if even if we pair it up with expense data from their general ledger um, to get a better view into what what's most profitable for them you know what what actions and what clients are, are, are driving more of their profits and where do they want to spend more of their time and energy we even had a client this is on the institutional asset management side after they did this analysis we, we had a client that uh, decided to sell off their entire private client business and um, they just kept the institutional money management but that that really the ability, yeah the ability to make that that decision was the the board of directors was empowered to make that decision because of the work that we did with um, their internal team to match the revenue data with their expense data and uh, they did the profitability analysis and and made the decision that you know their their pri private wealth business is what they were going to sell and they were just going to focus on the institutional business I want to take a little break from this episode to talk to you about one of my favorite sponsors, the Invest in Others Foundation. Invest in Others is a nonprofit. You can find them at investinothers.org. And they look to raise money and give out donations or they give out awards to charities that are sponsored by financial advisors. So it's financial advisors, uh, favorite charities, charities that they spend a lot of time supporting. So Invest in Others looks to get sponsorships from the industry and funnel that money to advisors' favorite charities. I really like this, this charity uh, and this nonprofit. I think you should take a look at it. Again, investinothers.org. They've got a couple other programs. One is a Grants for Good program. Uh, again, delivering money to different needy organizations and needy groups. They're also starting a corporate awards program which is going to be a little bit different, but still within the industry. Uh, another way for financial services, uh, wealth management, corporations to help uh, donate money to people in need. So I really like Invest in Others. I think you should take a look at it. Invest in Others. Let me spell this for you. I-N-V-E-S-T-I-N-O-T-H-E-R-S 
www.ohrg.org. And that's how the billing system paid for itself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Their, their ROI was quite high. But it's also true on the RIA side. And I was, I was going through some of my notes from a previous conference where a, a TAMP mentioned that he was shocked by how many RIAs don't understand their break-even point when they're considering these different pricing models. Yeah, they have a lot of, uh, they've got to really sharpen their pencils on that, um, you know, with, with the appropriate billing system in place. I mean, you, you, you know, if you have a, an RIA that's considering this concept of moving away from asset-based fees and going more for a subscription model, which many of the millennials, the, the millennials are, are, are very interested in, um, if you capture all that data within a billing system, you can do some some forecasts and, and run those models to be able to make sure that you can identify and uh, project out that revenue to make sure that you're you're covering your costs because that that shift is that that you know that shift just defines your practice at that point as to you know how you're going to capture your your income for the value that you're providing. Um, this this whole concept of the subscription based financial planner or uh, the retainer that's put in place for uh, your a financial advisor is, is getting some traction. Yeah, there's enough different uh, firms out there that are willing to try different business models. Yeah, and the, the, the better that they have a, a handle on their revenue data, the, 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 the better decisions that they're going to be making. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems to me that the custodians, all the custodians aren't going to follow suit necessarily, but they could start charging custody fees to RIAs. Maybe they, or maybe they could charge, be charging subscription fees to the RIAs. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that, that, that evolves. But either way, they could use a, a billing system to help them figure that out. Yeah, and you know, just at this conference that we were both at earlier in, you know, in the month, we, uh, we, we saw a couple of panels that were talking, this is at T3 Enterprise, uh, that, Joel Bruckenstein did a fantastic job on. When we were, you know, in, in those panels, it was clear that this, this uh, personalization was becoming such a key factor in how these RIAs differentiated themselves and all of the technology that's being brought to, uh, to the market and the new innovations. Mm -hmm. uh, more and more what we're seeing is that the technology that's personalizing the experience, the investment experience for the end investor are you know, are the technology trends that are that are really catching a, a significant wave? And one of the things that we're seeing within our business development efforts is that there are broker dealers out there that are supporting their their advisors, their their uh, their community of RAA firms, or or however you'd want to you want to you know, map that out. And what we're seeing is that um, with the back office billing operations, that's you know being done at the home office that's done with a handful of people with the, you know, the green visors that are cranking away, making sure that everything ties out. Not um, with the big adding machines. <laughs> exactly. And what we're seeing is that uh, with this uh, more user friendly um, billing technology that's coming to market, you know, what we have is, is Billfin is that uh, there's a dialogue about how they can take our, our, our billing system, which was designed for the entrepreneurial financial advisor. And so to enable, the, to empower them to, to have access to the, the, 
the fee rules and the, and the fee schedules so that they themselves can, can use that in, in order to make their own changes and to give the discounts to those clients that they want to give those discounts to. But it's more of an empowerment of, you know, they want their RA firm to be able to have more power and more control over the, the, the fee process. And so these discussions are, um, are, 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 that's a lot of what we're seeing in, the, in, in, in 2019. And going into 2020, we're gonna see that there's a lot more firms out there that are gonna have a desire to, to empower these RA firms with better technology to, to have a more personalized experience for them, for their service. And um, that, that's something that's, that's really, we find ourselves in a lot of discussions with large, firms to, uh, to to help them empower their advisor clientele. Yeah, I mean, my firm does a lot of work in that in that area and reviewing products. And one of the things we hear a lot from vendors is our product enables personalization at scale. Personalization at scale. That's right. But it's a very common marketing term for a lot of like portfolio rebalancing engines and whatever other software that you can scale up your business and, and also personalize. Yeah. So one, one thing that, uh, that's of interest in, in that regard is um, I'm, I'm going to speak to Bill Finn uh, again, and that is with, with the uh, coming to market with that, it's been an interesting journey for us because this for us is kind of that B to C type of product that we've, we've never had before. We grew up on the enterprise side in, in asset management and wealth management and TAMPS um, and coming down market and, and really trying to focus on a, a client that can only pay or is only willing to pay $99 a month for a billing technology. Um, you know, that's, that's our starter package. And, and what we're finding is that when a financial advisor, when uh, an RA goes independent and they hang their own shingle, um, depending on their book of business, of course, that they're, that they're coming with. But we have clients with, with $2 million in AUM right? I mean, they're just barely cutting their teeth, trying to get their, you know, their, some, their practice started. And, uh, you know, they pay by credit card on a, on a monthly basis. And then as they grow and they, they, they just can't afford, uh, you know, a, a, a larger platform with the performance reporting and, and the billing and the, uh, the reconciliation and, and, and rebalancing. And so, you know, the, the Orion, the Black Diamond, the Tamar Tamaracks, this is just out of the price range. And so these, uh, these advisors that are just jumping in, just trying to, to build their book of business, um, it's, it's been really satisfying to, to see that one of the first systems that they need after they choose their custodian, and after they, they know, you know what they're going to trade with, at the, the, the very next thought they have is, how am I going to collect my revenue? And I want that to be done right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they should be. They really need to know. If they, they have to. You're right, right, but you can't collect revenue. It's, they, you're not going to be in business very long. That's exactly right. And, um, and so we see the, the, the trend there is that once they get to about uh, 90 to 100 million in AUM, um, some of the firms at that time, they may move on to one of those larger platforms. And they always ask us, hey, do you have that connectivity into Black Diamond? Or can, you know, can, can we use Tamarack and still use your, your billing capability? And so, yeah. of course, we've knocked on the doors of those firms and, and, and talked to them about that because they, they have billing capabilities, but it's just not their core focus. Right. Um, you know, they have a team of engineers. Their best engineering talent typically is on that, you know, 
performance reporting. It's on the the user experience. It's on that client portal and um, the the rebalancing and 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 so you know billing sometimes gets the uh, get gets neglected um, when it comes to the robustness of of what they can offer. And so when when you have a firm like ReadyTo where that is their that, you know, that is our focus. Um, the best engineers at Ready2 are constantly focusing on on the billing experience and on the flexibility, um, the flexibility of what the fee engines can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was uh, another uh, RIA Biz article about uh, Charles Schwab zeroing out free fractional share trade ticket charges for mutual funds. Now, what about, what about mutual fund billing? How do you think that would change and how would, how can ready to help them? That's interesting. You know, we, um, when it comes to mutual funds, you know, if you're not, you know, I'm, I'm stepping away from mutual fund wrap or, you know, all of the, all of the, uh, the, the different avenues of the simply managed account business, right? I mean, you have the TAMPs out there that are doing rep as PM, mutual fund wrap, and that, you know, our wealth management product handles that really well. The UMA specifically with the sleeve level billing, you get into the the mutual funds, um, you know, Charles Schwab and Fidelity, I believe, you know, Fidelity basically mentioned the zero expense ratio on some of their mutual, I think their mutual fund products. And that's something that, um, you know, we, we have worked with companies that have a, a heavy set of mutual funds, but um, what we're what we're seeing is that that that's an industry segment that we've we've targeted that we have traction on, um, getting to the point where we our 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 clientele includes mutual fund complexes is something that we uh, we're excited about. You know, there's tremendous number of assets in mutual funds. And there's a, a lot of firms out there that still have to calculate those expense ratios. And um, that's, that's something that, uh, that we're interested in. Yeah. It's all interrelated. I mean, it's all connected and it, you, you can't really set, it's hard to set apart these different firms because they all work with each other and they're all dependent on each other. That's right. Yeah. We see, we see our market is, uh, you know, we, we take the top 500 asset management firms in the industry on the institutional side. Once they get to the top 500 asset management firms in the world, it, you know, you're, you're at that 2 billion in AUM point. And uh, that's really 2 billion and below. That's definitely our, our bill target market. But then we, we find that in wealth management, there are a number of firms that have a, a significant managed account book of business. And that, uh, that's been growing. You know, we started working with the MMI back in 2007 is when we were introduced. And at that time, you know, we, we were so focused on institutional asset management that this was a whole new world for us that opened up. And uh, with, the, you know, with the work that we did with, uh, with Pershing, you know, this is, there's press releases out there, so I can definitely mention them as, as a client. But their managed account billing capability that, uh, that, that's embedded into NetX 360. That's um, that that is the that is the the hosted solution that we 
we came to market with after we succeeded on that project and went live, we, we productized that and came to market with, uh, with Wealth Manager Enterprise. And there's a, a tremendous value add that, that these wealth management firms need to, to handle all of the complexity of, of just the managed accounts and of the different programs that they're, that they're making available to their advisors to set that fee arrangement, that fee schedule up once for just a, a, a program or an offering that, um, that might be only available for a, a specific amount of time, but all the accounts that are opened up within that program, all of the fee rules you know, don't need to be set up by account. They just inherit those rules. But then if there's an override, a need for an override at the account level, that's, uh, that's definitely uh, available. And that's something that, um, you know, as the, as the managed account assets have, have ballooned over the past five to 10 years, that's, uh, that's something that's also getting more traction because the Department of Labor, when that, when that uh, regulation was being talked about and hyped back, uh, you know, five, three to five years ago um, during the, the final years of the Obama administration. That's something that we, we, uh, we experienced a significant amount of work and, um, and consulting effort and, and implementations of, of, of firms that needed to have something that, was, that offered greater fee transparency that, um, to prepare for that regulation that, of course, never came, came, to, came to be. But, um, but good fee transparency is always a good business making sure that anybody that, that's working with you knows how the fees have been calculated, knows what they're being charged for, has a good report, a good statement that has all of that data on it. That's, that's just good business. And so more and more firms have, have wanted the granular level of detail. And, um, and that's, that's what we empower these firms to do. Yeah, and you've been working with Pershing for quite some time now. Yeah, it's, we just had our you know, 10 year anniversary and as the, for them going live and they're, uh, they, you know, they've, they, they, they're definitely uh, fighting a good fight. They, um, you know, they, I believe they're the ones that have not come to eliminate their, their trade commissions as of no, yet. No, they didn't. They're holding fast. They're holding fast. So um, they're keeping, they're keeping steady, but uh, you know, they, they definitely have a, a fantastic offering for, for their IBD clientele and they've, um, you know, they've just been growing for for many many years as this uh as the shift in the market has changed from many uh, of these teams breaking away from warehouses and going to to different channels like you know we we've, we've seen their their business grow and pershing was always was the number one custodian for broker dealers and just a couple of years ago they started a big push in the ria space for their ria custody unit that's right yep that is right. It's been growing very, very nicely for them as they've been, you know, the Mark DeBergian's group has been pushing that message out. Yeah, he's been doing a great job with that. Just, there's just a lot of competition in the RIA space for whatever their, whatever their needs are, whether it's software or uh, other services or custody. Their RIA seem to be swamped with offers for newer and better stuff. Yeah, if you're an RIA today, you definitely have uh, not only plenty of plenty to choose from on the, the custodian side but then just uh, the the techno the technology that's out there it more and more keeps on coming and um, a lot of decisions to make if you're running an RA today but your Bilfin product integrates with all the major uh, RIA technologies does it does it yeah when we brought Bilfin to market the 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 way that we knew that uh, 
that we would get adoption was building the connectivity to TD, to Schwab, to Fidelity, and to uh, Pershing, uh, you know, the big four custodians. Uh, we also built connectivity to RBC. Um, but that, uh, that is what really established us as a, a viable option because they're, they're technical consultants, you know, at Schwab or TD. They, they, um, you know, we, we really tried to get to know them well by attending TD Link, Schwab Impact, and, and we, uh, you know, we just tried to build as many relationships as we could with the, the technical consultants and the relationship managers so that they could get the word out. And um, one of the things that's going into production for TD uh, next month, mid, mid, uh, right before uh, Thanksgiving, is a, a deeper integration with, uh, with Veo One. And so today, the, uh, the integration is such that if you're an RAA, you sign up, you sign your release of information form, you can bring in the, your account uh, positions and transactions into Billfin with a click of a button. It takes about two to three hours to, to implement the solution to get all the accounts and, and the households correct, and then the fee schedules uh, uploaded. But once you have that done, um, the, the normal connectivity is just to bring in those accounts on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis with the click of a button. And then the fees calculate right there on the fly and you've got your fees ready to be reviewed or ready to upload back into the custodian platform, whether that be you know, Schwab or TD. But with Veo one we've completed the, the, the full circle automation where there's another button that you can click within the Billfin application that actually sends the payment file back into Veo one And um, so that's kind of the full handshake of receiving the positions and then pushing the, the fee data back so that, you know, the, the, the RIA can get paid um, in a very timely fashion. So they don't need to download the CSV file to their, their hard drive, then go, log into Veo one and then upload that and, and go through that process. So we're really excited that, um, that we've deepened the integration with TD. And one of the cool things we did with Schwab was the, the insufficient funds um, validation. So if the RAA, uh, before they sweep the fees um, after the, the calculation, they'll, they can click the insufficient funds just to make sure that, uh, to, to do that check, to make sure that they, they you know, they understand the fee amount that's going to be deducted from their, their cash account or their sweep account, and they'll do the validation to make sure that those fees are there within their, their, Schwab, um, their Schwab account uh, before, they, before they send the payment file to Schwab. And so they can reach out to some of their clients that need to get more money into that account. Um, and that has been heavily used ever since we brought that to market, this the the uh, the APIs that we we put in place to make that happen very successful, and uh, you know we've we we hope to be able to expand that to the other custodian integrations that we have as well. Yeah, it's only a matter of time. Everyone's going to want this. Everyone wants deeper integration. Everybody wants to be able to do things at a click of a click of a button. No more file exports imports. It's it's all got to be straight through processing. Yeah, that's that's the trend. That's where we're going. <laughs> that's uh, see that Bill, the ready to is on top of the trend. So. Where can uh, people listening to this, RIAs, asset managers, uh, broker dealers, and others find more information about your products? Well, www.ready2.com, R-E-D-I, the number two, .com. That's our website. And the, we have uh, all three products are on, that, um, on our website. And then uh, there's, you know, request a demo. 
can definitely do that. The phone numbers are, are all there on the website as well. But um, or get just email me, seth.johnson at readyto.com. I'll, I'll make sure that you get taken care of. You go right to the CEO. Right. Give me if you if you want our software, then let me know. I'll make sure that the right people are. This is a special just that. for listeners of the WM Today podcast. You're getting access just for yeah. listeners to Craig at Skowitz's. No one else gets this information. I'm not going to post that. Only people have to listen to the podcast and you can get access to the right you brought. And they have to listen to the, the, to the full extent of the podcast. Right. It's the very, right. <laughs> very good. Great. So thanks so much. This was really helpful. I, I, I really appreciate your time. Well, thank you for the opportunity. And um, I appreciate you covering uh, what I feel is, is very important. Fees within the financial services uh, industry. That's right. Hi, it's Craig again. And I hope you enjoyed that episode. And don't forget to give us a five-star review on iTunes. See you again next week.